Hi, heroes. This is Stan Lee coming at you. Just want you to know, Marvel has always been and always will be a reflection of the world right outside our window. That world may change and evolve, but the one thing that will never change is the way we tell our stories of heroism. Those stories have room for everyone, regardless of their race, gender, religion, or color of their skin. The only things we don't have room for are hatred, intolerance, and bigotry. That man next to you, he's your brother. That woman over there, she's your sister. And that kid walking by, hey, who knows, he may have the proportionate strength of a spider. We're all part of one big family, the human family, and we all come together in the body of Marvel. And you, you're part of that family. You're part of the Marvel universe that moves ever upward and onward to greater glory. In other words, Excelsior. <laughs> we are live on YouTube. We are live on Instagram. Uh, we are... On audio, on uh, Podbean, iTunes, Google Play. If you're listening to us, wherever we haven't been deplatformed yet. Yeah, well, yeah, well, we're on. well. What was that? Uh, oh, I was thinking of that conservative guy who got kicked off of everything in like a week. That's <laughs> Alex Jones. That asshole. Yeah, that's Alex Jones. Yeah, and we're a step above him. <laughs> really? Well, we haven't been banned from those uh, forms yet. Okay, by the letter of the law, yes, we're a step above. Yeah. And that's the, how you know we're still yeah. worth but it in some way. remember, we uh, we did have an entire podcast where we pretty much just spent 90 minutes like repeating the word insert over and over. That was a good day. Yeah. But then again, we weren't like a... We were scraping the bottom of the barrel of controversy for... Uh, oh, we scrape. Well, we, we, uh, we scrape hard. We, we scrape other things. We're down to the rhine now. <laughs> For, for one thing, yes. Yeah. All right. So, hey, we wanted to get a quick little episode in before uh, Thanksgiving. And, but we didn't. That's why this episode's called 49.5, 49 and a half, 49 and three yeah. quarters, whatever you want to go. It's a cheat day. Yeah. It, it's. A, it, I like that. Mm-hmm. That's probably what we'll call this episode cheat day. Yeah. Yours, trademark it. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. I won't see you unless I really need the money. Well, really need the money, I guess. Really, really, yeah, need, the really money. need the money. Let me let me tell you let me tell you how much my friends mean to me. I will go walk OBT before suing any of them for rent and you know a little bit of booger sugar backing. It that says a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. I hope you. I hope that means a lot to you. The the topic on my mind for this week was going to be radio related, and I'm not like and I'm not gonna like force egress to that one. But I with all the prep and shit that we just went through in order to get on air, rather than just you know everything that happens before that, it was just like people people back in the day got paid to do this. But, I know <laughs> they got paid to do this, but they never really had to mess with this whole this entire rigmarole. Oh, getting... this is like the most involved setup for a short podcast we've ever done. This yeah. is this is insane. I'm recording on three separate units over here. Yeah, and back when like back when like I didn't I didn't do radio. I wasn't like in front of a microphone, but I used to do you know the board over at you know oh. WLZ and do promotions coordinating and stuff. And we never really had a procedure. We would just have somebody hand the board over to us and be like, all right, look, you're up. And then we'd be like, oh, what's playing? Oh, trash. Well, here's some more trash I get to throw out there for y'all for the next four hours. And then that's it. What, what do they do? They give you a list. Okay, do this, do that, do that. The rest, just don't don't Ooh, cuss. This was back in the cart days, which for Fort Myers was the late 90s, really. But um, <laughs> <laughs> Some of those stations are probably still on carts. <laughs> Yeah, um, back in the, yeah, they would, you know how there's a music programmer, they would give you a readout for the entire day's music. And that sounds like a ton of shit, because you can fit a bunch of minutes into a 24-hour time period, however, you have to remember that there's a lot of, uh, there was interstitials where you talk, and then there's all the commercials. So, realistically, it was a list of maybe about 120 songs you had to worry about, somewhere around there, you know? Oh, so you just basically could cherry pick what you wanted. 
No, you have to play everything in sequence. That's, oh, that's okay. why that's why right. the music or the program director exists. Right. Well, I thought maybe he gave you like this list. All right, and he said stick to it. Now, although you saw a lot of shit repeat itself over and over again, which is why it's a nauseating goddamn job. Um, kind of like radio today. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's. Uh, <laughs> oh look, it's Enter Sandman for the fifth time. I mean, I like this Jesus. song, but oh god. You know what made me I, I burning a hole in that song? I don't hate ACDC, but man, some days where I'm like in the car a lot in. You know, an I-4, that's quite a few that's, days. That's a lot. You hear Back in Black like maybe four times in under a 40-minute time span, and it's it's all it's all you can do to like pull your hair out. Back wretched, in black? Wretched. Wretched. Okay. It's Back in Black. For some reason, it's always Back in Black. It's never anything like they're crazier kind of dankest, danker shit from later in their career. Like, um, I was here Shoot the Thrill. I'd <laughs> love to hear Shoot the Thrill like four times in under 40 minutes. But no, it's it's always Back in Black. And every time that 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 seg or that key comes in, dun, 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 it's like a fuck. And then you hit the, you hit all the buttons. And because Orlando Radio is just such a fucking wasteland, it's there's dollars to donuts that maybe I guess seven times out of ten it'll be on another station at the same time. And so you have to turn it off to escape from it. Especially now that, uh, well, for a couple of years, uh, 101.1 was the only rock station in town. For a bit. It was weird knowing that 96.5 was out of the, was out the door. Yeah, it's like a couple of stations all went down at once. Mm-hmm. And 101, they, they went from uh, just general rock. They went to alternative rock. Mm-hmm. There was another rock station started up, so they started calling themselves something else. And now they play just whatever. 105.9 was uh, was the other rock station. I remember that shit because then 105.9, well, it became sunny. Yeah. And right now it's like straight up 80s all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's what their format was when they made that change from rock. Well, when they went to sunny? Yeah. Oh, you're hearing like Kelly Clarkson and whoever won American Idol that year. Oh. As well as some 80s, but for the most part it was just vomit. (laughs) It was just vomit coming at your dashboard. Um. So, right. Orlando Radio is, uh, is, uh, is basically what you scrape off the bottom of your shoe once you get back inside the house. There is, however, a shining beacon of variable quality in the Orlando Radio scene, and that was 1041. And people are going to be like talking, well, we're going to be talking about the hot talk shit in a second here because something's about to happen next week. But what I love the most about that station is that they have this thing called Real Music Weekends, and they play music on the overnights. Right. And uh, it's literally fucking anything. Anything you think of. It could jump from one genre to the other. Yeah, it can It can go from, like, what you are saying, Enter Sandman, to, like, uh, the Cold, not the Cold War Kids, but the uh, the Nature Kids, who were local to Orlando. Yeah, and the music format's, like, friggin' everywhere. So most of the time, it's just like, all right, I can, I can just deal with the noise for a little bit. But then sometimes you'd have to flip the notebook out and be like, oh, shit, I'm going to find out who this is. It was great for discoverability. Um, and then they went to classic rock for a couple of years because uh, Eric Dennison, their program director, hauled ass. For, is that uh, when 65, 96.5 took off? They, I, I think that was straight news. That was when they went to, or they're straight news now. Oh, they've been straight news since they stopped. They were classic rock for the longest time. Yeah. And then without any warning, poof, we're done. No more music, just straight news. Oh, balls to that. Although that's interesting. It's kind of like a gimmick now. I didn't even know there were any straight news stations left as a concept. Oh, there's quite a... I mean, off AM. Right. No, no, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Um, But yeah, they... they... <laughs> <laughs> Who listens to AM anymore? Like FM Republicans. is Republicans. If FM is in decline, I know, but even FM's starting to pick it up because uh, the thing is, is that like FM by itself, that's a slowly dying frequency. AM is you don't even get like uh, you don't even get like oral fidelity from that. It's just like seriously flipping on the switch is like. <laughs> what was listening to like? Okay, did did you ever like accidentally flip past Rush Limbaugh before going to something else? It's literally like hearing somebody yelling into a fucking jar of Pepsi or a bottle of Pepsi. That sounds like that Jones guy. <laughs> uh, I did listen to some AM radio because I had uh, a preset on, on my car. And like, if I'm leaving work and I know my mm-hmm. my uh, the sports team I like is playing, I just pop it on there and just yeah. drive as I listen. And it sounded exactly like what you're doing. I realized, oh wait, I could pull this up on my goddamn phone. It's yeah, it sounds like 
at least halfway better. It's a horrifying experience. Yeah, yeah. And and the types of shows that 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 you had pointed out before that are typically on AM radio are the same guys just yelling into the microphone. It's like you're gonna blow my you're gonna blow my low ends out. Pipe, fuck, just fucking pipe. That. Okay, you know I can hear black, black, back in black for the fifth time this year. Okay. <laughs> that's when AC, that's ACDC is the better option. That's when at you that go point. back over to FM. Okay, so there's a there's a name associated with uh, with the hot talk format that's been domin- dominating this one station for I think close to no over twenty years now. Uh, and much that's, longer. Yeah, and this is uh, Jim Phillips uh, with the Phillips File, and he has his last show uh, November the twentieth. Um, and so I thought that would have been a good idea to like go over like when, when radio was relevant, if it was any of of any influence to us or not during our formative years or even nowadays, although that's kind of in doubt really. Um, but I remember like back in the day, like the first radio show that I ever like really noticed, really picked up on was fucking Joe and Stan. And you know who that is. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think we should tell them who Joe and Stan is, was, (laughs) I, I, don't, I don't even know if Joe is still alive anymore because that guy was like a I, human mess. I, <laughs> Jay actually worked with him, which is unfortunate. I, they, I, I really wanted him to be on the show with us to talk about this, but he worked with him. Remember when they split the two assholes up and it became Stan and Haney and then Joe moved over to 99X afterwards. Well, didn't Joe do something to get himself fired or something? He was constantly doing something. I, th- almost got I think fired. he pushed the whole I came into work drunk gimmick a little bit too close to the reality event horizon. He, he was living that gimmick. Yeah, he became a liability and uh, got belligerent with some people. And I think he got in a fight or punched somebody out on property. So he couldn't work there anymore. That sounds so <laughs> sterile. And the thing is that the guy wasn't even really that talented in front of the mic. He just, like... Like the other eighty percent of a rock format radio station morning zoo crews went after the uh, the you know the Howard Stern um, uh, demographic and knew how to push buttons, but God damn it, they were so creative at it. Other than it's just like you know, for the most part, it was you you've heard you've you've you've, you've listened to these people before. They get on they get on the stick. Uh, they bring in a stripper. They interview the stripper or <laughs> something silly like that, and then they're like, "All right, well, uh, we're gonna do a live out in front of." Uh, Bill Chode's Pontiac for a little while and come this, down get a t-shirt and a mug. Yeah, this chick's gonna be down there. Have her uh, have her give you some chlamydias <laughs> before you leave. Or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I'm not making a blanket statement here. I'm just saying this is fucking Fort Myers, okay? My favorite my favorite bit of theirs. And this is before all the stuff that was put on their CD, like Santa Claus being assassinated JFK style and shit, which was gold. Um, it's still one of the my best <laughs> radio segments I have ever heard. Yeah. And how they split it up into segments. Yeah. Just, oh, so Lord. Frosty the Snowman, who just shot Santa Claus, who, all right, that's all it. Right, I, no, we can't do this shit anymore. I'm going home. I have kids. <laughs> it's like if, if you ever tell a joke to somebody yeah. and they want you to embellish it and just carry it forward. It's like, no, the joke was back there, guys. Like, can we yeah. just move on? No, let's keep going. When, the, just... when, the, when, the, when the wheels come way off of the goddamn yeah, joke, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like, no, fuck it. I'm too invested now. We've got to, we've got to keep pushing it until people tell us not to, which might explain how we, our, our approach to podcasting, apparently. Um, subconscious? No. Uh, my favorite bit of theirs is that they had to uh, they had the pimp out for um, for McDonald's for the McRib when it when it was first introduced. So because these what, guys were like, like they were corporate sponsors for the radio station or something. No, they just bought time, you know, but oh. I think I think they didn't do live reads typically those two. No, but, not usually. But at the time, they still wanted them to, you know, advertise for McDonald's as a local promotion. So what they did was they would uh, they would take the call. They would take any call, whoever, whoever the hell it was. They would start talking. The caller would start talking. And then they would begin conversing with the caller while eating the McRibs loudly. Loudly, just verbosely chomping and like slurping into the microphone, and it was the most nauseating shit. And I don't know if I don't know if, if like half of the callers were fake or plants or whatever. Like every once in a while, they'd be like, "Are you guys? I can't hear you guys." And then somebody would, somebody would get pissed off, and they'd just be like, "So who you think are about this whole Monica Lewinsky thing?" I'll tell you. Ugh. Ugh. 
It was a cigar connoisseur. And the whole thing, the whole segment would just be them hogging out on McRibs and taking calls. I'll, I'd have to Utterly say that brilliant. anybody who's looking forward to McRib's going to buy one regardless. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure some people heard that. It's like, I got to get a McRib. Mm-hmm. Are McDonald's open this early? <laughs> they didn't make them appetizing to me at all. Well, they were never. I've only had a McRib once ever in my entire life. And I was like, this is the shit you used to get at school cafeteria. Yeah. I was like, yeah, never again. Yeah. yeah. With the, like the crappy bun. And I was like, the, the, it's the very, it's very boneless sp- meat. It's all. spongy. Yeah. The whole experience is not pleasant at all. No. And I know that, like, the McRib is like a cult food stuff. How? How did this thing take off? Because when you... And the Double Down didn't. Because when... Oh, God, the Double Down. What about the chicken taco? That thing. Oh, the Naked Chicken Chalupa? The Naked Chicken Chalupa. I think that was designed to be a seasonal thing. Well, the McRib's a seasonal thing. Well, it's which is—is is that a seasonal thing or is it like travel? It go it goes from like one area to another, and then it just comes around in a circle. Uh, I, I guess that would make it seasonal. Uh, that'd be interesting. Uh, it would make it a <laughs> the McRib is the uh, the world's only touring fast food. I don't know. I think it's seasonal because uh, because they just they just had the uh, the the most their most recent cycle. Um, but the reason it became such a cult food, I think, is because they. Uh, they imply scarcity by making it seasonal. So, like, whenever it comes around again, people are like, oh, shit, McRib! And then they eat it, and then they come home, and then they get diarrhea, and it's like, man, these McRibs! Oh, they're the best! I can't wait till next year! There's no diarrhea like this! I'm telling you guys right now! I mean, the last time I had it, it was similar to that. We live in the South. Why the hell are we having McRibs? And we have a Bubbaloos right down the road. A Bubbaloos? Um... Oh, we don't have O-Boys anymore. Hell, um, Sonny's is better than McRib. Oh, I'll say that anyway without hyperbole. Yeah. I'll fucking eat it, Sonny. Sometimes you just got to trash it up every once in a while. When it comes to <sighs> uh, Central Florida barbecue, mm-hmm. Sonny's would probably be the lower end of quality, but still very good. Yeah, not to, not to shake everybody off by like talking about exclusively regional shit. We've got like three rulers of the roost down here when it comes to barbecue. There's the camera, sorry. Um, <laughs> we, we got... There's four rivers. Okay, that's that's yes. the top of the heap right now. Yeah. Used to be rivers. old boys, but people chased old boys out of town. Don't know why. Four rivers. Uh, below that is Bubble Ooze. Old boys is gone? Yeah, they're... I mean, I, I've, I've eaten at Bubbleoos in Four Rivers so often I never no. bothered. Here's the thing: the the place where Oh Boys was at, um, the place where Oh Boys is, is the uh, what is the polite pig is the one at Disney. What's the other one? Ravenous. Pig. The ravenous pig. That's over where Oh Boys used to be. Uh, so there's still technically barbecue. There's just fancy pants barbecue now. It's like, a different people now. They serve the same shit that the barbecue joint underneath the Hancock Center up in Chicago serves. Oh yeah, so it's all like uh, it's all like uh, boutique drinks and. Um, a uh, pile of like finely shaved pig ass, but it's, <laughs> but it's very good. Um, the, the highest quality of pig ass. I'm kind of leaving them off the list because okay. they right. serve a particular niche. Right. Four rivers of diner. Yeah, four Bubbleous. rivers. Bubbleos and then Sunnies. Sunnies. Yeah, there's nothing below. below there's nothing below Bubbleos as far as I'm concerned. Isn't there like one more besides from the ravenous pig? I don't know. I'll put Ravenous Pig on there. I, I've eaten that Polite Pig a bunch of times, and it's really good. They, they're good. I just don't dig their portions any. No, like, their portions, compared to the other three, suck. Yeah. Here's a reason to get over to Sunny's, though, every once in a while. Because they're not only cheaper than those other two options, and that's fine. That's to be expected. It tastes like cheaper barbecue. But they do they do sliced really well. And those two, those other two don't. You're always going to get chipped or uh, chipped or shaved from, yeah. the, from those two places. And, yeah, there's more variety in the sauces and the, uh, the method of preparation. Blah, 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 blah. But sometimes, you know, you're just going to walk in the sunnies and be like, all right, I need you to give me a garbage can full of sweet tea and uh, <laughs> a whole bucket worth. <laughs> I'm going to I need you to give me like four slices of, uh, of a very marbly pig. And then I'm going to get salad that was sneezed all over by, uh, <laughs> by a field trip maybe two hours ago. <laughs> and that's the sunnies experience. <laughs> and not spend more than 20 bucks for two people. Yeah, and that's the great thing. Yeah, they're cheap barbecue. That's me, that's the main thing. Let me, put it, let me put it to you this way. Sonny's is where I ate when I was living in government-assisted housing and working at Fox. Yeah. And that was a payday meal. 
And yeah, it, was a, it was a goddamn good one. <laughs> I need a. Per- I've been really good. I need a personal treat. Ooh, Sunnies. Yeah, exactly. If somebody suggested Four Rivers, or they didn't exist. If somebody suggested like Oh Boys, I was like, What is it, Christmas? <laughs> nah. Um, Look so, at you, high spender. So I don't know how we jump from local radio to barbecue. Oh God! Uh, but um, we were in that local frame. Yeah, it's and we're gonna go jump back to that just in another arena of discussion. Jim Phillips uh, has been on the air. Uh, the show is called The Phillips File for uh, about 20 years. So Probably he, longer. Well, longer if you include his work in the AM. And uh, he was the guy, if you can assume that most everybody else on Real Radio uh, followed the, uh, Howard Jer- the Howard Stern uh, track of Shock Jockery, mm-hmm. he was the guy that made the all-talk format viable in this market. That was him. Because he made, he made the leap from AM to an FM station kept his show 100% talk, and people still tune the fuck in. Yeah. So, uh, and now he's checking out. That's a strange time to sign off. Uh, it was because they're trying to train up somebody else that's already been on that station for a long while to head up their own show. Who can replace Jim Phillips? You're going to love this. Dirty Jim. Dirty Jim's finally got his own fucking show. I know this part's going to get like cut right. Every, the fuck I, out no, of no, 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 right no, no. I'm going to leave this in you because wanna, we're going to we we need to explain who Dirty Jim is because I made that face. Yeah. Everyone else <clears throat> who might be watching or listening was like, "Who?" Okay. Uh, who, you want to you want to take a step? No, no, no please. You want to do it? Okay. Yeah. One of the other shows on One Four One is called Monsters in the Morning. Uh, they were one of the people that directly lifted from Howard Stern, so it was like all racist jokes and gay jokes and stuff for a long time. Uh, you know, before Twitter. <laughs> um, <laughs> And now they keep it relatively clean. Relatively. Sometimes they step towards the edge a little bit and test the waters, but then if it gets too hot, you know, they rain it the fuck in. Um, Dirty Jim was a producer of the show. Right. Was he the guy? I don't, I didn't listen to the monsters, but I lived vicariously through you and Jay. Oh, okay. Right. (laughs) So you guys would recite like all this stuff that they would do. I'm like, (laughs) they let that on the air? It was, like, it was going to Disney World and beating up people with baseball bats? Yeah, that was a Bubba Whoopez Wilson thing. Oh, that okay. Yeah. So it's not the same guy. That's yeah, someone else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, the late 90s were very, um, they were a very special time for uh, pushing the boundaries in comedy. <laughs> and if you listen to a lot of that shit nowadays, you'd be like, well, this is, a, this is just inciting hatred. Uh, which, uh, which is unfortunate because... <laughs> Have your bags packed. You're going to be gone within the hour. Yeah, uh, huh? Because a lot of their stuff was still really funny. And that's 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 the troublesome thing about being clever. is Being clever and edgy. Is that you're going to get people to laugh. And that shit spreads. Yeah. <laughs> this guy was... Uh, this guy, Dirty Jim, was a producer on the show. Uh, a lot of people uh, kind of... Um, I don't know. For a long time, he fulfilled the function of, like, uh, the third wheel and the mouthy producer and stuff. And, but people who listened for long enough, and for a long time, that was, like, my show, uh, knew that he was pretty much holding the entire goddamn affair together. Because the host was, the host is, uh, he couldn't get his shit together, uh, in a, outside of work. No. The guy was a constant hazard. Uh, their secondary host was fired after one year because, uh, again, came into work drunk, kept coming into work drunk, didn't get in a fight with anybody. Do we see a pattern here? Right. It's radio, which, (laughs) (laughs) uh, if you're not drunk, you're not doing it right. Yeah. Um, and this guy, uh, this guy, whenever there was like a lull in the conversation or shit was like flying off the rails, he would always like rein it in and which was great because it's not like he was any cleaner or more tactful than anybody else. It's just that he held that, he held that like professional standard a lot closer. Uh, he kept everything going forward. So a lot of us were like, all right, when's this guy getting his own show? And it never happened because, you know, he was necessary to this show. Now karma's kind of like, uh, turned a, turned a better corner and it's all happening for him now, which is cool as hell. And that happens before Thanksgiving. I think we just mentioned that. What are you guys doing yeah. for Thanksgiving, by the way? I know that's like... Uh, speaking of like hammed up fucking radio conversation. No, no, hey, no. Hey, Bob, what are you doing for Thanksgiving this week? I thought about going out and killing my own turkey and then trying to fry it, but whoa, you know how that works out. Well, I don't live in Sanford, so yeah. that's not happening. And I don't know how to fry a turkey, really. Oh, God, that's my dream one day is to fry a turkey. Your dream? I would love to do that one day. It's just I would be so afraid about burning my house down. Like, you don't have anything larger than that? It's like frying a turkey and then that's it? Well, I mean, there's other things. I mean, I want to take a one of those, like, uh, specialty baths they have over in Japan. But <laughs> <laughs> are, are we going through all of my hopes and dreams? 
I don't know. That might make for a really good standalone podcast by itself. Maybe you can do that like right before Christmas. <laughs> Here's all this shit that Santa couldn't make possible for you. I don't know. I figure like something outlandishly grotesque would have been uh, maybe maybe a little bit higher up on the list than frying your own turkey. Yeah. So I'm not judging based on that merit. Well, no, it's something but, I want to do one yeah. day. It's just I, I don't I'm not that. So, you know, let's go back to the Thanksgiving. Yeah. Keep, keep it a little saying here. Have you... Okay, not to... God, we're just leaning way into the fucking morning zoos. You know what? This is this is here. the Thanksgiving episode. Let I it know. Out. Okay, I know. It's it's populist conversation. Fucking whatever. Have you ever done a Tofurky? Tofurky. Not Tofurky. Tofurky. Tofurky, yeah. Tofurky's on another podcast where we talk condescendingly about people who eat hamburgers. Remind me what... This monstrosity is made of it's it's is a turkey. It, it's one bird stuffed into another bird stuffed into another bird. It's basically like an avian centipede. And What's it called? Well, I'm, I'm Tofer Todurkin. Todurkin. Yes. All right. So it's duck, chicken, turkey. turkey. Yes. I, I don't was, know. You know, I've I've had some weird shit before. I've never uh-huh. had that, and I've always wondered like how are you supposed to eat it. I mean, you like try to get a little bit of meat in each bite. Or, and I would hope that they debone at least two of those birds. I don't know. Don't you, like, lick it like a Tootsie Pop, and then, like, the duck is the center, and that's the center you have to get to? How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Todurkin? I don't know. I want a road. It's just all... <laughs> it just needs more gravy. Too many feathers. <laughs> no, I haven't had it. <laughs> I've had some disgusting things in my life, and I wouldn't label that as disgusting. Uh-huh. It sounds good. I just haven't. I don't know anybody that's gone down. Okay, here we go. Gone down that Turducken. Dark. Deboned chicken stuffed into deboned duck. Further stuffed into a deboned turkey. A chicken? Okay, yeah. I, I always assumed ducks were smaller than chickens, but yeah, now that I think about it, yeah. Chickens are smaller. Yeah. Stuffed into a deboned turkey. My God, how... It's just like a... How meat. do you come up with this? It's just like a meat jawbreaker. I mean, this I is nothing know. new to me. I've heard about the Turducken years and years ago. Mm-hmm. It's just like... Who was the guy that sat down and was like, I got an idea. Probably somebody. Jim, listen, we got to take one bird, shove it up the ass of another bird, and shove that up the ass of... It is... It's probably something that happened down here, which means you're doing the accent wrong. It is bird centipede. Yeah. It is avian centipede. (laughs) It's avian centipede. Foul centipede. here's more or less probably how it happened. Hey, Gavin, look what I did. (laughs) Fifth bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then given answers they ain't nothing I put a beer can in mine anything that can be like described as purely American in creation as far as culinary arts are concerned it probably happened down here now the that's that's a safe bet the caveats are pizza in Chicago New York bagels New York yeah I don't really think LA can lay an honest claim to anything uh Sushi, because Japanese sushi. Well, the sushi yeah. we have is highly Americanized. Sushi and all Chinese, <clears throat> American Chinese food. Maybe, yeah. maybe. But anything that like anything that you talk about with like a slight sh- rosy shame <laughs> blush, it's like I've had tofurkin or turdurki or whatever the fuck. Oh, they probably tofurkin L.A. That's probably turducken. Turducken, yes. I've had that. That was probably invented down here. I've had fried pork chops. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, I've had that. Not the weirdest thing I've ever had. No. What's the weirdest thing you've ever had? Try us. Cow's brain. We have not. Really? Where? Yes. Where is there a place to get cow's brain around here? I made the second season of Survivor. I thought you started Yeah, I thought you started to say you made it. No. Okay. <laughs> I, I made the second callback. Okay. All right. They were they had uh tryouts. There was like several thousand people. This was the second season of Survivor. So the first season it exploded. Hold the really fucking big. St- oh, wait, you tried out for Survivor? Yes. This is the story that we're going with, then. Talk about that. Okay. <laughs> I, you, I, I never knew this. Well, it, that's as far as it got. It didn't go any further. I mean, you tried out for Survivor. Yes. Well, hold on. All right. The first season of Survivor was like a summer replacement show. It was like, oh, let's just put this competition show. It's cheap. Let's put it on. It blew up. It got huge. Yeah, it I was remember. the biggest thing on TV. I remember that shit. It was Jackass and Survivor for the longest time. Yeah. yeah. And so they decided, okay, we need, we need to do this again. So they held tryouts all over the country. Mm-hmm. One of them was here in Orlando at like uh, one of the hotels down on I Drive. Right. I pull up. I like give them all my info and they say, okay, well, we need this. We need that. They had me do like a little video thing, mm-hmm. uh, talk about myself. Oh, tell me you cut like a severe promo. 
Uh, not not like <laughs> not like Monday Night Raw promo. Nothing like that. I thought about it, but yeah. it's like that might hurt my chances. <laughs> so I just I, I forget exactly what I that said. I think because this was shortly after high school. Mm-hmm. Like maybe two, three years after high school. It was two thousand. Was like the first survivor, wasn't it? Ninety. Ninety nine. Ninety nine. Would had to have been ninety nine. Yeah. So this was at least three or four years after high school. I was still in decent shape. Uh-huh. I wasn't the hideous mass of dog shit you see today. And they, you know, they had us do like uh, jumping jacks, mm-hmm. jump rope. But it, it was a it was a couple of like little tryouts like that, and yeah. just in the second interview, uh, they brought you on. Mm-hmm. They had you do, and they opened up this thing. And they said, "Okay, you try this. You try this." And they put this thing in front of me. You try this. I'm mm-hmm. like, "The hell is that?" It's like, "All right, whatever." I took the fork. I mm-hmm. took a bite. It tastes like spongy, moldy bread. Not mm. not moldy. Uh, wet bread. Mm. That's probably the best way to put it. Mm. And, and down home cooking. They told me it was cow brain. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Can't wait to poop that. Well, <laughs> I had trouble keeping it down okay. before they told me what it was. Yeah. I'm like, mm, I'm, I, okay, I think I, I'm good. And I think that was like a mark against me. It's like, yeah. okay, eh, whatever. Right. And then they started doing the interview process and they said, so what do you do? Oh, I work for uh, WKMG. Oh, who's that? Uh, it's a local TV station. Well, what, a, what affiliate are they? CBS. Sorry, you're excluded. Oh. Because Wait, it's a CBS show, and CBS yeah. employees and their affiliates are not eligible. eligible. Right. So, like, okay, I ate cow brain for nothing. And thus ends your uh, potentially illustrious My, my survivor career came career. to an end. Yeah. Which I actually, when I found out that they went to, uh, where did they, they went to Africa that year. Mm-hmm, yeah. And it was one of the more boring it's episodes of Survivor, or series of Survivor of all time. What was what was the one where the guy like was a teacher and he and it turned out like he was super duper hardcore killing pigs and stuff, and then like he got he had to be airlifted out because he built a fire too uh, uh, too strongly and got oh, and he got burned. That was in the first season. It was the very first season. Yeah, where he just like smoke inhalation, he passed out, and he fell into the fire. Yeah, yeah, and they I think that was no. I don't remember if that was first or second season. I want to say it's the second season now. Uh-huh. That could have been me. Dude, you could, you know what? You could have been hosting talk soon. Son of a bitch. Things that could have been. Yet I'm here sitting next to you uh, drinking dragon's milk. Could be worse. <sighs> you could be drinking water. Thanks, Thanksgiving, though. I'm going to give myself an old. Oh, yeah. Bad Thanksgiving. Yeah. All right. Do you have a ritual for Thanksgiving? Well, you got family. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, that's a good way to open up a sob story. Um. <laughs> No, you do like the traditional Thanksgiving as far as what's expected of it. The last two or three years, yeah, my wife Alicia has worked retail, which oh. means she works Thanksgiving night. Oh God damn it! Yeah, I heard so, people were doing this. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, she's worked for J.C. Penney the last few years. She quit that job, mm-hmm. uh, and she has two jobs now. Yeah. Uh, and she's still working Thanksgiving evening. We're thinking, like, oh, she's finally having a Thanksgiving off. The, the two things is she doesn't like turkey. I think I married a communist. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I love you, honey. <laughs> she no, heard she that. Was, she was a communist. She'd be demanding that everybody else at the table having cur- turkey would give it to her. But no, it's probably, are you good with ham? Because people do ham on Thanksgiving. Some people do, 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 bro. Do ham. Feces. Feces. <laughs> yes, I've heard some people do ham yeah. on Thanksgiving, and those people are idiots. We're, we're doing turkey. I mean, we used to do ham on Thanksgiving sometimes. You do ham for Christmas. You can do ham for Christmas. Sometimes you do turkey on Christmas, too. Yeah, if you're English. I don't know how much more of this insulting I can take from you tonight. Anyway, um... What's your favorite side dish? My favorite side Segway! I've never had the cow's brain. You but don't, you don't I've want had it. I've had I've had some pretty whack tacos though, and I enjoyed pretty much all of them. I'll stick to the fish tacos. All right, fish tacos is that as like wild as you get with taco, or have it has it gone in any other direction? Shrimp. All right, I've had tongue taco. Uh, oh. I think it's um, what's it called? Lingui. And I've had tripas, which is tripe, which is guts, guts in a taco. Both of those were fucking fantastic. Really, tripas is a little bit tough, but very rich. Tongue. Um, tongue tastes a little bit like liver does. What's that? Le- lengua? Lengua? 
Lingua. There Lingua? it is. Thank you. Yes, that's that's it. Because there is that like roach infested place that I used to live near uh, in Irvington up uh, up north, right? That's not worth bragging about. It totally is because you can get the best fucking Mexican food by going into the dirtiest restaurants. I swear to God, every city that I've ever lived in that's like outside of here, I've because I've never seen like the filthy Mexican restaurant here. I don't know why. You think that, like, with all the other, like, grime that infests well, we city, had a few of them around here. I need you to point me to them. Because no, that's they're not around they're... anymore. Oh, god damn it. We actually have health codes that enforce their shit around here. <laughs> like, you're bad, you're gone. That's an impediment. That's that's big government. <laughs> Getting in the way of decent tacos. Um, but, yeah, um, they had uh, they had both of those there. Uh, what was I on? The, um, uh, the lengua. It tastes a lot like a less... I assume they ground it up like beef. It's very soft and just goes... You know how checkers fries feel when you eat them? It's yeah. like that. Except it tastes like a duller liver. Okay. Can you not pick... Is, is this not coming together No, no, you? no. I've had chicken liver before. No, gizzards aren't... No, chicken livers and gizzards aren't the same thing. Also, under the Southern Stable, which, by the way, is excellent. Yes. Yes. So we can we can agree on that. Um, but yeah, lengua is... Lengua is very... I don't know. I... Like, I, I fell into it immediately. I guess it could be an acquired taste. I don't really know. I thought they were awesome. Be one hell of a Thanksgiving side. Here's what I did for Thanksgiving. Sorry, this is just, this went way the fuck into, like, a fucking random land. My, uh, my ritual for Thanksgiving is this. Get up in the morning. You have a nice, healthy breakfast. Maybe do a couple of, like, uh, Jumpin' Jacks and push-ups. Whatever. Uh, and uh, you get in your car, get dressed. Not optional. You have to look your best for this. You head right on over to Boston, Mar- Boston Market. Oh, okay. Yes. And you have to get the Boston market damn early because they close it around too because their employees uh, aren't uh, pathetic loners and they actually have families that want them to be at Thanksgiving. So I would go there and I'd be like, oh, enjoy your lives, fellas. Give me my single person's Thanksgiving dinner. And then I come home and I throw on an old movie. It might be uh, might be the third man this year because uh, people are like uh, all about the Orson Welles in 2018. I don't know what's going on. Having Boston Market, watching the third man, and then in a not too distant future. Oh, the yeah. MST3K and marathon. And the Turkey Day Marathon. And it's like, you know what? I might be like scornfully pathetic, but god damn it feels good. Are you going out of town? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I was gonna suggest come on over. I'm got I got turkey. We'll turn on MST3K. We'll watch plane trains and automobiles. That's a good call. We'll drink. I don't, I don't know. Like it, like stepping outside of like the character is actually something I, I pretty much enjoy. It's just like chilling out with a, with like kind of like a trashy but delicious dinner, and then just I don't know decompressing because you know the next year is going to be coming along, and uh, you got to gear up for Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. Uh, Christmas. Yeah, be thankful is, you don't have a family. <laughs> well, you know I do. It's just that I don't live with. Me. You don't have kids. Yeah, I am thankful I don't have. Yeah. Kids. <sighs> there it is. So anyway, that's what I, that's what goes on for me around Thanksgiving. I don't know. I, li- I like to call that like my meditation. Did you ever say what your favorite side was? No, or I didn't. You, you, we just, that just was went like into a, tongue talk. I thought that was like a throwaway seg. All right, let me let me see my favorite side. It's kind of like the Christmas sweatery thing to say that canned uh, gelatinous cranberry sauce is the uh, the best side. Out oh, of Thanksgiving. right out of a can. Right out of a can. <laughs> see, I can't say that because I've actually had this shit from scratch and it's so much better. So, um... Yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. I don't, yeah. know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, favorite Christmas size. Okay. Yes. We had chitlins one year. That would be it. Not bad. Mm-hmm. We had, uh... Beat that, bitch! We had collard greens with bacon, soy sauce, and pepper. And then we followed that up with... That's good. Fresh mac and cheese with breadcrumbs and bacon and heavy-duty, um, uh, sriracha. Mm. Um... Not doing any of that this year, uh, only because most of the people I'm eating with don't like spice. Spicy food? Yeah. Uh, I am making my green bean casserole this mm-hmm. year. Let's see. We're also doing, uh, you know, like the normal staples. Uh, I mean, wasn't, wasn't sriracha at the first Thanksgiving? How do you have Thanksgiving without it? This is our, where one, the, where the this first... our one Indian from down south, Jose. <laughs> Wow, this is really... I better stop while I can. That that shit is supposed to come out of this face. Okay, not that one. <laughs> oh, like I'm all high and mighty. <laughs> I was going to say, all right, yeah, weren't like some of the... Uh, weren't some of the pilgrims like daring each other to snort sriracha right off the table? Wasn't that like, dude, bro, you got to get it up into the sinus. That's how you can really taste it. I think I just found my next subscriber challenge. Oh, oh what is this? Because I don't see like the... Bro- what? 
All right, explain it. You're, Sriracha cause, sniffing. Because it looks like, don't fucking do that. You're gonna, you're gonna, for one thing, you're gonna hate food as a concept. You know what? That might work weeks. in my favor if I end up hating food. I'm not saying anything about that, but um, <laughs> if you haven't There's, noticed, I like to eat. All right, I quite think, a bit. All right, the, let me let me let me let me put it to you this way. I don't think anybody's gonna. I don't think anybody's gonna laugh about that. Let me. Uh, here's an alternative. Here's an alternative. Okay, and I have uh, do and I have experience with this because I can tell you safely that a, a room full of people did laugh at Vince doing this. It was uh, my friend Vince. I knew him from animation school. You can take sriracha and rub it into your eyes. Specifically, the tear duct areas. Okay. Yes, you can rub anything into your eye. Mm -hmm. But why do you say you can do it with sriracha? Honestly, I just kind of want to see you crying. Is it going to give you... <laughs> oh, 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 you think it's a subscriber challenge? Yeah, as a subscriber challenge, Ooh. yes. But you see, the thing is, is that like if you snort it into your sinuses, I, mm, I mean, it's not going to be more damaging, honestly. Okay, all right. How about the, I've done something similar to this right. years and years ago. Remember one time? I think it was you, me, and Jeff. Mm -hmm. We went to in your old Mustang. We swung by a Taco Bell, and I asked them to give me like ten hot okay, hot had, sauce I packets. I remember who Jeff was. That was okay. These these are the golden days. Yeah. <laughs> I took those 10 packets and uh, I poured them into a shot glass maybe about this big. Mm -hmm. And just down the whole thing. Uh nah, that's that's kind of I think it You, you think I, that's too you're, you're destined for greater things than that. Okay. That's a little too milk toast. I do remember within an hour I I didn't make it. I don't know, unless you went to Tijuana Flats and you pulled off like a black label thing. I don't know. Ooh, the slap my ass and call me Sally Sauce. Eh, it's yellow label. You gotta think higher. Really? Mm-hmm. They have a high label. I thought they had, like, a, a oh, dark the, red The black one. label used to be the endorphin rush, which is what Vince rubbed into his eyes. <laughs> oh, God. Is he, does he wear glasses now? He does wear glasses. Well, he, he wore glasses before that, so really. Oh, so there, there was, was no, no improvement. Yeah, he, he has very little to lose in mm. both the philosophical and physical sense. Oh, All look, right. our video ended on uh, Instagram. Seriously? Yeah. All right. Well, I, now I guess know, they give you a time limit. Now we know the say. limitations of Instagram. That works yeah. out. Is that for real though? Because I've seen people uh, streaming like uh, like uh, homebrews and emulated games on that. Yeah, I'm not. Are they using Instagram for that? Or they're using it, Instagram for it, but it's or cool. did they record and post? They're using no, 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 no. Uh, no, it's live. They use their phones as cameras. No. I don't know. I mean, it's that was the first time I ever did it. So boring as hell, but I've seen it done. No, here's <laughs> that's all very bad medical advice from Dr. Bob and Dr. Corey. <laughs> Don't you dare give us medical licenses. <laughs> no, they should. <laughs> Honestly. We'll write our own prescriptions. I mean, we talk we talk shit as a second talent. We might as well start getting paid for it. Yeah, I got a I BS and BS. A lot of other uh, professional um, uh, medical professionals that do uh, much worse. Um all right. Anyway, speaking of uh, speaking of, speaking of impending deaths, and just to just kind of like bring this stuff home, I don't know. Uh, the other reason we wanted to do this is because uh, I don't know, uh, kind of a, wanted to put out a memorial vibe, I suppose, because we lost uh, two uh, greats of storytelling this uh, this week. Yes. Yeah. Um, one everybody this is knows the serious about, segment, by the way. That's eh, not. No, fuck, it fuck you. Serious. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Uh, we're not, we're not going to veer into like Bill Maher territory here today. Cause that's just Dick, but, um, that's dark. Not no Bill Maher, I guess went on some sort of a rant about how Stanley didn't matter in comic books are for children. And he had like no impact on pop culture, et cetera, et cetera. You know, at this point, that guy's just doing stuff for to get his name out. He's used to be able to crawl up his ass for, you know, saying outrageous shit, but, uh, it's not like a business with that dude. I think that he's just used to getting yelled at. So he feels like he can say whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. To. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but Stanley died, 95. Excelsior. That's a pretty good fucking run. So I don't see that as a tragedy at all. And he left a hell of an impact on pop culture. Yeah, his health had been going down for the last few months, but it's kind of like losing your grandfather. Mm -hmm. It's like somebody you've known all your life. You saw you saw the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And it's just that suddenly you're you're at the end and it was like, oh well, I guess uh all right. Time to move on. Yeah, I guess this train's coming to an end. <laughs> yep. So uh, he had passed, and uh, he was survived by a shit ton of fans and his own family, et cetera, et cetera. His work will live forever. Um, a, B, I want to be, psych mentally speaking, I want to be where he was towards the end of his life. God, he seemed like he was in such a peaceful state, wasn't he? Well, not, well, not only that, he was jovial, but he was always loquacious, talkative knew what was coming out of his... 
I mean, we're fucking like in the, we're like half his age and I don't even know what's coming out of my face right now. The guy knew exactly how to convey his message, where, whether it was on paper or verbally or in, in, in any other like a, a channel of communication. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's like, that's, that's some, somebody that I want to be like right at the end. Like kind of, uh, gobsmacked by uh, Alan Young finding out how old he was when he died. And the fact that he was still doing voice acting. How old was he? Uh, well, he was about like 84 or so. But the okay. thing is that like he did the, uh, he did the vocal tracks for the uh, Way Forward DuckTales game about two years before he died. He was still working. Wow. The dude never retired. Neither did Stan Lee. Neither did Stan Lee. Well, in, in, in a sense, in a sense. He was still... He was still very he was, active. He was still the face of not just Marvel, but of... He, he was publicly active. Of that medium. Yeah. yeah. I think I heard he did record a segment for Avengers 4. Mm-hmm. And obviously he did one for Captain Marvel. I don't know what if he did anything, any cameos for anything past that. Spider-Man would have been nice. And if they made that like his dedication film, even better. But I think there's... No, they're on post on Spider-Man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Shit. They're on post on Captain Marvel right now. Well, I mean, Captain Marvel's supposed to hit in like four months. So I, hope, yeah. I hope they are. Uh, so that's Stanley. Um, and, and, and I wanted to mention this other name, too, because not a whole lot of people... I mean, pop culture junkies will. Uh, but Bill Goldman passed away uh, this week, too. Yeah. And uh, if you're kind of like, all right, I know that name sounds familiar, but I can't quite put any work or any significance to it. I'm not going to lie. When I first saw the name, I thought Bill Goldberg. That's the honest God truth. I honestly thought that. And then I read it again. I was like, oh. (laughs) And then then Big Boss Man digs up his coffin. (laughs) (laughs) He's a nasty bastard. And your mama said, so that's somebody else. I read the name again. I was like, oh, I... Who is this? And then I looked up his work. It's like, oh, him. Yeah. So most people will know the name as uh, having not only been the author of The Princess Bride, but also writing the screenplay. Yeah, but he also wrote the screenplays for, uh, he wrote the screenplay for Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kids. Like, a very unconventional Western. Still one of the best Westerns ever created. Yeah. Uh, he wrote uh, the really underrated Western, uh, Maverick, the one you know that came out in 1995 that, Everyone took a big fat shit on when it hit theaters. With Mel Gibson, it's still one of my favorite westerns. Though. It's I don't care. I give zero the poker fucks about scene it. at the end is like one of my favorite poker scenes in all of cinema. It's, well, it's 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 a nice slow burn uh, dramatic poker scene. Mel Gibson kind of hammed it up a little bit in there and trying to. When is he done? The thing is, is that like he was hamming up being a poker player. That's kind of contradictory, you know. The reason I love that movie is because it was like it it took place in like you know. Um, uh, that that sort of uh, that sort of primordial setting, you know, where it's just dust and horses and a lot of unchecked bigotry, um, and people out far west probably eating each other. I don't know. They didn't do a whole lot of that in. Uh, <laughs> they didn't do a whole lot of that on Gunsmoke, but um, but I loved how like postmodern it was. And normally that's not good for a movie, but the dialogue was just like it was like too cute and too efficient. And it was fantastically paced around the screenplay, thanks to Richard Donner. Um, and, it, and it remains like it remains like a pocket favorite, you know, just because of those like uh, idiosyncratic qualities. And that was Bill Goldman. That was like the guy, the guy that wrote it. He mm-hmm. was like, I want to make a Western where everybody doesn't know they're in a Western. So there was that. Yeah. He also wrote uh, he also wrote a really obscure uh, horror movie back in the day called uh, Magic, based on a short story of his about serial killer who. Um, and this is like early Anthony Hopkins shit, too. So that was a point of trivia. It was interesting. Uh, a serial killer who is coerced by his ventriloquist dummy to uh, kill other people. I haven't seen this. That's just that's just the the, the nut of it. I don't want to like describe any of it because I know a lot of people haven't seen it. But like, seek it out. I think it's on Shudder. If you have a subscription to VRV, Shudder is included in that package. Um, and it was made in the 78s. So it's a very slow burn sort of horror. There's not a lot of gore or anything. But it is fucking mint. They didn't put a lot of gore in a lot of those movies back then. It was more just the thought of this could happen. Yeah. Oh, I wonder what that bathtub's for. And why is he chained up in it? Oh. It's all seriously, like, taut suspense. Yeah. Uh, And not to, like, prolong the uh, the Halloween proceedings, but, like, a lot of my favorite, my most favorite horror movies are from that era. Like, uh, Burnt Offerings uh, and The Changeling are uh, uh, are two movies I like to mention to people, uh, uh, when they ask about classic horror, and it's like, you've really got to get into those. And most of the time, they come back at me with, like, that shit was boring. How can... <laughs> Why did you do that to me? And it's like, all right, you know what? Just uh, Friday the 13th, part six. 
Sometimes I'll like try to yank people and be like, how Jason we- takes Tom's river. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Bill Goldman. <laughs> oh yeah. Who was not a wrestler, uh, but did pass away. <laughs> but did but did pass away this week. Uh, was that he also wrote a lot of essays about filmmaking about filmmaking and storytelling and stuff. I'm gonna to try to pack down a couple of those for Noir Vember this uh, this month. Huh. Oh, Noir Vembers this month. Uh, it's halfway over. It's halfway over. Yeah, I know. Is this uh, is this something we can end on then? Uh, Unless you have I, something else. I have one more thing. All right, do your thing. Just really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother-in-law, Ben Roy, yes! has a new album out. And if uh-huh. you're like, who the hell's Ben Roy? He's a stand-up comic. Mm-hmm. And he's very success- He's getting very successful. As in the number one comic album on iTunes yeah, right now. Yeah, he's like legit big britches successful now. Uh, not financially, but yeah, the rest. Yeah, he's, sure. He's he's like I don't talk about my family that much. Successful. He's beating Jim Gaffigan. How about that? Who puts out an album every other week? I'm not really into Jim Gaffigan, so I <laughs> I know, I know. It, it's an accomplishment. Jim Gaffigan has branding, so it, it, yes, it's just funny that every That's time impressive ben, as shit. Every time Ben puts out an album. And he's showing the charts of like mm-hmm. how it's climbing throughout the day. Yeah. And there's always a Jim Gall- Gaffigan album he's like, jumping over. It's like, how many albums do you fucking put out every month? <laughs> Jim Gaffigan's the human hurdle of stand-up comedy. <laughs> <laughs> but he, uh, I-, I was listening to half of the album so far today because I-, I just bought it. Uh-huh. And he mentioned some part where uh, he-, he was talking about the historical aspect of Boston versus like, Parts of the Midwest, past, past Chicago, Chicago, yeah, and like like Montana in that area, where people could arguably still wear living cabins. Uh, yeah, yeah. We have to ask Jason. About that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I highly suggest getting his album and listening to it because he does it a lot better. But I'm going to try and paraphrase it. It's like mm. you go out there and it's like, this is where 400 Comanches died because they waved at our wagon trail, <laughs> and then all the men died from syphilis. It caused all the women and children to die, and as a result, and this is where it all happened. And, and it's this just marker. like cascading mass death. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> but it always ends with the women and children all died. And yeah. My, uh, the last album that uh, he put out was like uh, No Hyperbole, one of my favorite stand-up uh, comedy albums of all time. Because it was the, very good, Because yeah. the best, because the best, I didn't, now he's going to like, I don't know. I don't know how close you are to him. But I don't want to be close enough. I'll say he doesn't watch this shit. Oh, cool. Right. This was the one where he uh, began talking about uh, uh, his past with like uh, uh, addiction and uh, abuse and stuff. Mm-hmm. He was kind of weaving a whole lot of reality into it. And I'm like, this is this is some like heavy ass Lenny Bruce style shit. Of course, it wasn't exactly like Lenny Bruce because the zeitgeist is yeah, far you, different yeah, than it used little, to be. A little difference of the style there. But those are those those types of uh, that type of comedy. The one that like. Uh, that can hold a mirror up to reality at large by refraction of the person holding the mirror up. As long as the person talking does not put themselves outside of the blast radius, then it can be some incredibly potent shit. And then he goes into that bit at the end about how the homeless are going to be the only people to survive the apocalypse, (laughs) which was gold, which was fucking just, that stuff was amazing. So I suggested if anybody's like super into stand-up comedy, I know, um, uh, I know Diego is, if he's still on here, uh, he might be watching, or he might be off. Um, uh, that's a good one to get in on. Just look up Ben Roy. The new album is called uh, Ooze Your Delusions. Which is cute. Yes. I, like, <laughs> I like the title, but yeah. Um, but yeah, if uh, if uh, the last album was any indication, this shit ought to be, uh, this shit ought to be stand-up uranium. So, I look forward to hearing it. Yeah. I'm, it was I'm... it was legitimately one of the, one of like the damnedest fucking albums I've ever listened to. All right. I think that's it for me. That's happening? Okay. Um, what's this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's right. Okay. Uh, so November, before we get to that, which is a hell of a send-off, um, uh, this is the month where uh, uh, cinephiles and movie junkies celebrate all things uh, smoky and shadowy and um, doomed and depraved. Uh, film noir, right? Uh, I don't have cable, so I'm kind of cut off from TMC, which means I can't get like yeah, like all the you know the great obscure stuff that I haven't seen, the pre-code shit. But uh, you look hard enough around uh, YouTube, and I think um, Netflix and Netflix and Amazon Prime. If you're on that tip, they will have some classics hanging out. I know for sure that Amazon Prime has the big combo, which is in my top five. Um, and uh, Netflix, as was mentioned earlier, has a documentary about Orson Welles. 
particularly about the two movies he was never able to get made. And that was pretty cool. He wasn't exclusively uh, cordoned to the uh, to the film noir. I don't know if you want to call it a motif or a category or whatever. But he did make uh, The Stranger. I think it was called The Stranger. And he uh, made The Third Man, which is my number one film noir of all time. So, if that's your beat, go find it. Track it down and get in on it. Hashtag film noir. Good movies await you. So, yeah, that's my piece, which has been said. What's this shit? All right, this is something, uh, since Jay isn't with us tonight, uh, we're going to promote something that he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Exotic, Exotica Modern. That's right. Mo- he is now a capital W writer. Yeah, that is... He got a byline. Yeah, where... where and I want he? him to keep doing this so he can start writing for the vi- various video game blogs I used to visit. Yeah, he's now a copy editor Make for this magazine. suck much less. Magazine? Periodical well, works. No, it's basically whenever they get around to it, right? I think so. It's it's yeah. a it's a boutique publication. But basically, he penned an entire article here. Mm-hmm. Uh, highly suggest going and read it. Aloha. Oh, that's his new one about Hawaiian Dick. Yeah. All right. Cool. Interview with B Ma- B Claymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to know what happened to Stephen Griffin, who was the artist on the first two miniseries. He just kind of mysteriously disappeared, and they never they never mentioned him again. Oh, I don't know. Maybe they phased him out. Well, it would be, have to be a hell of a phase because he just didn't. He just stopped drawing it. And he was also the creator and the character designer of the principles in that book. So, yeah, if you're into anything Tiki-related, uh, you want to get yourself one of these. It's like tiki, seven bucks. Um, Tiki-related, really- and it's tan- it's uh, it's adjacently noir-related, too, because it is still a crime comics. It's just that it's kind of a, a fantastic uh, supernatural it's uh, uh, supernaturally themed as well. Even if you're moderately interested in Tiki, like either... Drinking, decorating, music. the way of life, the music. The, apparently Tiki. the automobiles. <laughs> yeah, the, there's a whole article that's, on Tiki Tony Tiki in here. Tiki Tony's Rover, yeah. That's pretty nifty. Which I, I watch him repair that on his Instagram and yeah. he posts videos of him. You know how they have the fires in California? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the fire came within a mile of his home. Oh shit, really? And it, he just took some video of him driving around and he, there's like ash of red sparks falling down around him. It's... So like Silent Hill style? Yeah, only real. That's how, why. How, how bitching would that be? Not to be flipped, but how bitching would that be if there was like a kitsch Silent Hill horror game? Tiki style? It's, it's tiki style. Like anything mid-mod. Oh, man. A little bit of Brutalist thrown in for good measure. Let's see. I want to get the website. Tease the website. Uh, House of Taboo. Houseoftaboo.com. Get, pick up one of these things. All right. So, Jay, we shilled out for you. Episode 50. Let's talk about that real quick. All right. Yeah. Episode 50 is going to be three years in the making. We've been doing this podcast for three years, and we're going to go up to episode 50. Yeah. <laughs> Shows how often we, uh, hey, we're not going to just Silver throw line. influx and just, like, here's garbage. Here's stuff. Here's No, we're going to put stuff together and actually talk about it and make it sound good. All, the three of us are all going to get together. Mm-hmm. Jay's up in Michigan. Obviously, the two of us are here. Yeah. We are going to play some kind of board game while we are having our discussion. Yeah. We're going to talk about like, uh, like some of our favorite things of the year, like our favorite video game, our favorite movie, mm-hmm. favorite this, favorite that. And you just like have a general discussion while That's we're good. playing some kind of game we don't know what yet. Board, board game, tabletop. Yeah. Jay suggested earlier zombie dice. I don't know if that would work over webcam. And because we, uh, well, mm, I we, suggest that, maybe that, Battleship, maybe have, Clue. Battleship would be perfect for it because and we could play a three style, a three player style. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, there's three of us. Um, well, Zombie Dice, I don't think we'd be able to because the logistics would demand that we have to pass the dice around. Uh, fucking unbearable. All right, so we'd be better yeah. off playing Risk. Right? Yes, Risk. Fucking Axis and Allies, I think, would be easier to push through. <laughs> Although I kind of want to because they have that Zombies version out now. Axis and Allies and Zombies. Oh. Yeah, although there is a Walking Dead risk also that I've been wanting to try out at the same time. Of course there is. I'm the zombie game, uh, board game person, so uh, that's my vice. Uh, But no, we're going to pick something out at some point. I don't know if it's going to be a uh, chuckalock sort of a a game or maybe cards or something, but... uh, We might have to modify it with some kind of house rules because there's three... The the three of us are separated by... We'll be playing via webcam, but either way. But, you know, that's what we're working on. I want to see how that works there's, there's a lot to work out. We're going to do this sometime after Thanksgiving, around early December. So nothing is in stone yet, what we're playing, how we're doing it. But we want to make this entertaining for both ourselves and for anybody who might be watching and listening. Yeah. It's my Dr. Claw voice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you never have a Dr. Claw voice? I, not at the moment. I mean, and normally it's fucking eight-year-olds that do that shit, but it's... 
It's fucking absurd. Yes. All right, let's get us the fuck out of here. All right. (laughs) So that was episode 49 point and a half, point Uh. three, two quarters, some. Not 50. Episode not 50. (laughs) Episode not 50. (laughs) What? You can't do math now. No. I'll be driving home doing the Dr. Claw voice to anybody that has their window open, but. I could. Pulling up to a red light. Should I have that in the car as like an? You excuse? need a karaoke yeah. sing to the Doctor Claw voice. No, that'll tear this shit up. But what song? Don't stop believing. Mm, it's good. It's good. It's positive. It's it's uh, contradictory enough. Just a small town boy <laughs> growing up inside the drive. Think you could keep that up? For no. Minutes? Yeah. That's that hurt. It can't be metal either because people will expect metal. No, I'm going to show it tomorrow and people are going to be hearing uh, Harvey Firestone on the second row. Corey, we need that graphic. Who's in the headshot? What rank and how much is he under? I just want to be right. Is that so wrong? And uh, I think we've achieved like maximum shtick. I'm yep. gonna get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and of course YouTube. If at you, Cretans if Guild. You wanna? We're not gonna make you at this point. No. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you if you've been listening. Um, sorry about the Doctor Claw that blew out your speakers. Yeah. I'm sorry about the Dr. Claw that fucking ravaged my vocal cords. No, I'm not sorry. That was entertaining as hell. But thank you again, guys, for joining us. This podcast is part of the Somebodies Network. You're never alone when you've got some buddies.